It's MMA Overdose with the Baby Gorilla. Slap it across the canvas, Mark. I'm telling you, this guy's insane. Mike the Body. I'm a goddamn doctor. And Hurricane Oz. The David Beckham of MMA calling it right now. Live from Salt Lake City, Utah. Lake City, Utah. Welcome to MMA Overdose with your host, Mike the Body, Hurricane House, and of course, yours truly, the Baby Gorilla. Tonight on the show, we'll be breaking down the CBS Strike Force card, the rumors that surrounds the MMA world, Brock Lesnar, the Ultimate Fighter recap, and of course, the situation between M1 and Affliction. Mike! Well, that's right. Jose Fedor, Emelianenko, and M1 are now suing Affliction. It took a few months for the fallout to happen, but it's finally it's finally coming crumbling down. And I'm wondering if Strike Force needs to see this as signs of things to come. You've seen things, you've heard things about how bad M1 is to deal with. That's true. Which is maybe why Dana is not not cooperating. Well, he, uh, Dana said he has tried everything and by far would have made Fedor the highest paid fighter out there. And they still will not do it because they will not co- co-promote with them. No, they, they just won't. To me, M1 is a bully. Okay, Mark and I were talking about this on episode one of MMA Overdose. He, they need to get on Bully Beatdown and get their asses kicked. <laughs> because I'm sick and tired of this. M1, that's what they are. They're just bullies, guys. I mean, what, what's going on with the situation with M1? They're, uh, they're picking on poor affliction. They went bankrupt. And now they're trying to sue them for some sort of a breach of contract? That's bullshit. Yeah, under the fighter's agreement, which is Fedor's agreement with Affliction, Emelianenko was to fight for the promotion three times, earn 300 k plus travel accommodations expenses for the bout. Affliction delivered only two of those bouts, according to the suit, also breached a covenant of good faith and fair dealing as related to the agreement. Well, you know what? You can do what you can do. And to me, M1, it's just a bully. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my thing. What are they trying to sue him for again? Breach because it was a breach of contract. No, 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 no. This company is bankrupt. What are you going to get out of suing that? <laughs> I don't get it. You know, they're just trying. Like, like I said, I, I agree. I think that you know, there comes a point in time when you just need to to kind of cut your losses. Okay, sorry, Fedor, you didn't make you know your hundred thousand that they owe you. But and they lied to us. They they're not our friends anymore. But come on. Suing them for for, for, for what? For exactly. Well, guys, to me, it sounds like Fader's more trouble than he's worth. Uh, you have to wonder, is, I mean, is this him doing it, or is it his management making all these decisions? Because if it's his management, does Fader have any say in this at all? You know, they, can he not tell him to shut up? They're ruining his legacy. Fader needs to get rid of his half-assed management and step up to the big leagues, meaning UFC. If he doesn't get rid of M1 after his uh, two fights left on his contract with M1, it will tarnish his legacy. They're uh, preventing him from furthering his mythical stature that he has built over the years. I mean, the man is like a myth. He's a man, the myth, the legend. He's a Hydra. He's Fedor. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if he does not get rid of him, it'll all come crumbling down if he does not come to the UFC. If he loses before he comes to the UFC, let's say Brett Rogers beats him. Okay, which will happen? Oh, Ooh, a little foreshadowing. A little okay. foreshadowing. <laughs> I mean, let's say he loses before he comes to the UFC. Legacy is gone. P. 
period. If Fedor does come to the UFC, let's say he wins a few fights, gets a title fight with Brock Lesnar, and then he loses to Brock Lesnar. I think he'll at least get the respect of coming in, knocking off a few guys, and at least trying to bang with the big boys. Um, but, of course, there's going to be people who still say he's not the real deal if he lost in the UFC. I'll probably be one of those guys. I know. You would. I will. I know, because you always do that kind of scrap. <laughs> <laughs> I will, but you know what, Jose? It's not me. It's to be blamed M1 Global. They have been put fa- They put Fedor in a lose-lose situation. There's no way he can dig himself out of this. He, he needs to realize that what they're doing to his legacy. He needs to ditch M1. I'm Mike Jenkins, and this has been MMA Overdose. <laughs> wow. Is that the end <laughs> of the show, folks? Okay, okay. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. He needs to get rid of it. They are tarnishing his legacy. They honestly have put him in a lose-lose situation. There's nothing he can do that will – I mean, he loses to Brett Rogers. He's, he's effed. He's done. Yeah, he's, you know? he is. He is. His, his, well, it's like, it's like Crow Cop. Crow Cop came in. I mean, he, he's not as, as legendary as Fedor, but he was – when he came into the UFC, people thought he was going to – dominate oh they oh. thought he was taken over they thought they had a new heavyweight champ i mean you know they were pimping him like like sand in an hourglass these are the days Ooh. of our lives <laughs> but what happened to fedor or uh sorry <laughs> <laughs> well they all look alike a little foreshadowing <laughs> white people all look alike. oh white people all look alike yeah it's it, it's gonna happen and well we'll discuss more about this like later on in the program because we're gonna be talking about the strike force card Crow Cop is just a joke. Um, but but then again, you look at this with the Fedor thing, staying on the Fedor thing. Okay. Fedor said Crow Cop was his toughest fight to date. Right. Mm, yeah, a little foreshadowing a little right foreshadowing. there was going to happen. Yeah. And, and also, this is Fedor's first fight in a cage. How is this going to affect him? That's true. That is true. He's fought in a ring every other fight. For those of you who don't know, Fedor has only fought in the ring. Pride, uh, other Japan organizations... This is his first time fighting in a cage. This, I mean, this could be a huge disadvantage to, and a huge advantage to Brett Rogers. Well, you know what? Rumors are circulating that M1 uh, told Strike Force that Fedor will be fighting inside a ring, and if they don't have a ring for the Fedor Brett Rogers fight, they will sue. <laughs> they are in a suing spree, bud. M1 cannot stop suing. I, Fedor went to McDonald's. <laughs> Fedor went to McDonald's. He got himself some coffee. Guess what happened? He burned his lip and went to McDonald's. <laughs> they are in a suing frenzy, guys. I'm no, telling you. No, McDonald's would not co-promote the meal. <laughs> the M1 Global. Uh, the Happy Meals weren't happy. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. A lot to talk about. We'll break down that card, uh. As Jose said, uh, a little bit later in the program, uh, a little tough fallout. Um, what's going on with tough? I mean, this show, <laughs> people are saying this is the most exciting season in years. I don't, I don't see it. They must have never watched tough. <laughs> I mean, it's honestly, it's, it's a terrible, terrible display. Um, it's fun to watch people get knocked out, but when does that happen? You know, it, it doesn't happen on this on this uh, this this season. So. No, yeah, no. I, you're just watching people get gassed. Yeah, you're watching people get tired. Yeah, I mean, with the big guys, you expect every every fight to to end in a knockout, but they're they're not. I mean, it's boring as hell. No, you know what they need to do? UFC needs to co-promote, co-promote <laughs> with it with NBC, the Biggest Loser. <laughs> the biggest loser of tough season heavyweights. Oh, God. I would love to see Roy Nelson on that show. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? <laughs> I think it'll be fantastic. The ratings are still killing, though. 
I mean, they they finally added the DVR uh, recordings into the into the demographic. It hit five point seven million views. Wow! Whoa. I, wow! It's crushing every rating in that time slot. They, I think I believe. Now I'm not positive on this because I can't find my notes here, but <laughs> I believe it even beat the World Series. Oh, I doubt that. I definitely doubt that. I don't think it beat the World Series at all. The World Series was, uh, even though I'm not a big fan of baseball, was pretty damn good. No, no. Actually, you're right. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Game 6 was, num- w- or no, Tough was the number one rated program from 10 to 11 time slot. Despite, despite Fox's airing of Game 6 of the 2009 World Series. So well, game what six. happened was people were so damn pissed off that the Yankees were losing. God damn! They were, no, they, they won. Yeah, that they won. <laughs> Excuse me. That they were winning. They wanted to watch somebody get beat up. Yeah. Hell yes! I want to see the Yankees get their ass kicked. Well, here's the thing. Uh, baseball is boring. TUF uh, season ten is boring. Yeah. Which one's a little bit more entertaining? Well, let's see. Tough Enough has Rashad and Quentin arguing or watching people throw a ball, hit a ball, walk to base. I think I'd rather watch Tough. So. That's true. I think yep. people are just waiting for something to happen, so they keep tuning in. They keep and tuning you have in. to watch the Green Mile fight. <laughs> you know, when the Green Mile is on, I'm watching. <laughs> of course, he's talking about Marcus Big Baby Jones. Uh, he finally got the first win for Team Rampage. And it was a decisive victory. Granted, he was like double the size of Mike Wessel, although they weighed in at the same weight. What? Yeah, Big well, Baby looked huge. Well, yeah. Mike Wessel had a little bit of a gut on him. So, I mean. No, not really. He had a little bit of a gut. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> a little bit of a gut. He's a heavyweight. That's true. But either way, Marcus looked way bigger. And um, Marcus, Marcus is just a huge man. And good. yeah, yeah, very and, very I, I, and for hopefully for Team Rampage's sake, he'll he'll make it to the finals to make things interesting. And although Rampage, I don't imagine he's going to be at the finals because he backed out of his he backed out of the contract. Oh yeah, and he's still also doing that stupid movie. So yeah, I don't think he's. And plus, I don't think if he were to be showing up at the finals, people will be booing on him. Oh yeah, oh, people will be booing. Oh, his yeah. following. He has lost his following. You no, know? but yeah, nobody have, respects Rampage. Have you noticed? Also, I'm wondering because the announcement came before the show debuted. I'm wondering if I'm wondering if they kind of portray because they're kind of portraying Rampage as the bad guy in this movie or in this, <laughs> in this <laughs> movie. Rampage got you on board. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> they're they're portraying him as a bad guy. They're 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 That's cutting true. it. They're editing it so he's the bad guy. So you hate Rampage. So do you think Dana knew? Before this season was edited and aired, that Rampage was leaving, so he said, you oh, know yeah. what? I'm going to make Rampage look like oh, an yeah. asshole. Oh, yeah. Rashad's my new knight in oh, shining yeah. armor. Because as much as I... <laughs> away on my white horse. <laughs> as much as I hate Rashad, I am... I hate to admit this. I'm beginning to like the guy. Yeah, I'm like, I, I am too. I I'm like laughing too. at his lame ass jokes. I'm like, oh shiz! What am I doing? I know, snapping, <laughs> slapping across the canvas. Yeah, rampage is done. Rampage is definitely done. I feel bad for Mike Wessel. Now he came into the fight. He wanted to get a career going on so he can support his wife who has cancer. And and to me, that's just sad. I wish he can be on the. Uh, on the promotion UFC, hopefully Dana says, okay, you know what, you're on the show. You're on the show. Well, Mike Wessel, of course, the guy that uh, he, he got armbarred by Big Baby in the first, what was it, 30 seconds? I didn't get the exact time on it. He's actually fought in the UFC before. I didn't know that. Yeah. How did he do, Mike? He lost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why he's on top. <laughs> okay, makes sense. You know, uh, I felt bad for him, too, for a second. 
Till I realized he probably should have been at home with his wife. But it's cancer. You know, that's, the, that's, thing. Just me. that's the thing. You're torn. You're like, well, the guy's doing it to maybe get better treatment for her. But yeah. at the same time, if she's that sick, which it sounds like she's on her deathbed, why are you there, dude? Oh, yeah. Wait for know. another season to come up. Yeah, Maybe he feels like he needs the money now. So he went ahead and did that, but um, yeah, cancer treatment's a crap load of money. You should go fight for uh, M1. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, he'll win a lawsuit somehow. How <laughs> to do it? <laughs> of course, Rashad has secured seven of the eight remaining spots in the house. Uh, it's something kind of interesting happened at the end of the episode. Um, Rashad Evans asked if anybody on Team Rampage would want to come train with him. And kind of a little backlash happened. Dana said, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, people can come train. Rampage and his team, they all stood up like they were uh, like they were the USA going up against Iraq over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. Uh, uh, lawyer, I'm right or die. I think, I think Kimbo quoted right or die. Yeah. I love yeah, that yeah, video yeah, game for the NES. Or was it called Skid or Die? I don't know. It was a good game. <laughs> <laughs> Skater day. Well, either way, you know, I think that everyone's afraid that Rampage will, will start crying and making fun of their titties. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that uh, they don't feel confident. But you know what? Rashad's got a good point. And that's, that's, again, Mike, like you said, you know, I'm starting to like the guy because he just wants to train. He just wants to make people better. And, you know, there's people yeah. all over the, in MMA that train with different characters. You know, you've got... Franklin, who comes out here and trains with Horn, you've got, mm-hmm. you know, just all different types of guys. They don't stick to one camp anymore. And Rampage is trying to make this like, you know, it's me or nobody type thing. And these guys are just trying to get better. So I think it, it was a bad move for Rampage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it only could have helped. I mean, they could have kind of worked together for, for at least a week or so and, and, and trained together and kind of kind of feed off each other. But I think that would have been great television, too, them training yeah. together. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. I would love to see that. Enemies becoming friends. Hey, buddy, let me train you. Okay, sure, no problem. You're Camp Rampage. I'm Camp Rashad. Let's hold hands in this train. Jose, what do you do in that situation? Uh, What I do in this, I I stay loyal. You've got... Ride or die. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) no offense to to the other team, but shoot. I've been training with my own team. I don't need to be training with you. So if your team's seven, or wait, one and seven, you you don't want to go train with another coach? First team is seven and one. No, and I'll tell you why. Because I don't want Rampage to make fun of my titties. <laughs> well, you know, so I totally understand where these guys are coming from. So, what about the guy that was in the ring uh, or in the cage and he lost his fight and he's sitting there and Rashad comes over and starts talking to him and helping him out. And meanwhile, Rampage is in the back breaking up doors, <laughs> <laughs> throwing bows at the door. I'd be leaving Rampage in a minute, but. Yeah. Anyways, I mean that's what, and I think that has to do with some clever editing. Although I have not heard otherwise on all the things I'm reading um, online, all the blogs and stuff from the fighters, it doesn't seem that Ra- that Rampage even cared to be there. But I think a lot of it has to do with the editing because you see a lot of these guys yeah. that are the made the bad guys. They're like, whoa, dude! Yeah, everybody really liked me on the yeah, show. Exactly. <laughs> now I'm exactly. the a hole. <laughs> no, it's true. It's the miracle of television. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a beautiful miracle. And, of course, this season we did find out who's going to be fighting who in the quarterfinals. We did. The quarterfinals were revealed at the end of the episode. Uh, Roy, Big Country, Nelson. A lot of fallout with him, too. Dana White talking a lot of trash on him. And I've got to agree with Dana. I I cannot stand Roy Nelson in this. 
I agree. I cannot stand him, but I think he's going to be moving on to the next round. Justin Wren is just not as good as Roy Nelson. Uh, Justin Wren looked impressive to me in his first fight. Uh, Roy Nelson versus taking on Justin Wren in the next episode. Um, I'm hoping Justin Wren pulls this out because big countries drive me insane. I hate it. Yeah, he's driving me nuts too, but I don't see him. I see Roy Nelson winning. I mean, he's got more, more experience and... Uh that's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he has, but he's going to do it, you know? Brendan Schaub is taking on Josh, John Madsen. Josh Madsen is who I went to elementary with. <laughs> he was a good Christian man. He is a great, great Christian guy. man. Back in high school, he was always a really nice guy. He played baseball for, uh, I believe, the U of yes, Utah. Sir. Really? Yeah. he's. Uh, we're friends on Facebook. A uh, little shout out to Josh. <laughs> 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 he asked me if I'm still watching MMA. I'm like, dude, I live it. Oh, we're, we doing a li- we're doing a little radio. Okay. A little program. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, taking on John Matson. John Matson, another guy who's just driving me insane. I like these matchups. They're kind of putting uh, friend versus foe, basically. Uh, Roy Nelson, the foe, obviously, and Justin Rand. Brendan Schaub, obviously a good dude. Taking on John Matson. John Matson's been portrayed as the a hole in the past few episodes, which he seems like a cocky son well, of a gun. Well, you know what? I'm calling, well, not officially, but I'm, I'm kind of predicting that the winner of this will be in the finals. Yeah. And may have a chance of, of taking the show. Uh, yeah. I think John's going to win. Uh, yeah, I think Brandon. John wins, too. I, I like John for the for the title. I really do. Really? For the, for the tough, for the contract, I think John John might pull it off if he doesn't have to end up fighting Green Mile. <laughs> <laughs> and if he doesn't have to fight Marcus Jones, I think he wins. You know, I, I see Schaub taking this one, uh, guys, because his stand-up didn't look that great in his first fight. His ground game was very impressive. He pulled out that submission. Uh, out of nowhere, I, I I see Schaub taking this, and I hope he does because Madsen drives me nuts. Yeah, nobody yeah, likes Madsen. Well, because well, he wears glasses. I hate people who wear glasses. Another one, James McSweeney, the Brit. Oi, hey Governor, he's going to be fighting against Matt Mitrione. Matt Mitrione, obviously, a lot of heat the past few episodes. That guy is a dick. That guy's nuts. He he's is out insane. of his mind. He is that guy. He is that guy. <laughs> he is that guy indeed, guys. He's that guy. This he is, is one that of the, guy with voices in his head. Exactly. He's the guy that wears the, the you know the tap out gear to the to the bar oh. and waits for you to look at him wrong, and then he you know yeah says you're talking shit, so he's gonna fight you. Oh, yeah. that's <laughs> oh, that yeah. guy. Yeah, he's that guy. McSweeney, Mitrioni, uh, and then of course oh. Daryl Titty Shunova taking on Big Baby Marcus Jones. I don't see that going more than a minute as well. Marcus Jones winning decisively. I agree with that. And by the way, just wanted to let you know, Matt Maturioni, I have him too for beating James McSweeney. Just wanted to let you guys know that because you guys were looking at me like, no, I think Matt if I'm either going to stab you or mow your lawns. I think McSweeney knocks him out. Yeah. Maturioni is not going to last two minutes. He's so tired. He wakes up out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's cardio is Getting, terrible. You're pulling off the covers it gets him out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> and for a former, you know what, though? For a former M- uh, NFL player, it says a lot about MMA and the cardio that, and the work that you have to put in to, you know, to, to become oh, great yeah. in the sport. Because apparently these guys had million-dollar contracts with uh, in the NFL. Well, yeah, I think Mitrioni, he played for like four teams, so he probably wasn't mm-hmm. that good, but yeah. <laughs> you make the NFL, you got to be at least a little bit good. Big Baby was a first-round draft pick. Oh, yeah. He was and number he one, wasn't a, he? Uh, he was uh, 20. Oh, okay. He was picked 20th by the Buccaneers. Wow. And he likes flowers. 
He loves flowers. He loves flowers. Jose, you are the Marcus Jones of MMA radio. I am. You are. That guy was going on his rant. I'm like, him and Jose would have a great time. (laughs) That's who your first fight should be against, Jose. Marcus Jones? Absolutely. Oh, why don't you fight Big Baby? You could be Little Baby. I'm Baby Gorilla, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Big Baby versus Little Baby Gorilla. We could be holding hands and be like skipping into a movie theater and be like, so Marcus, what do you want to do? I don't know. I don't know, boss. You want to play the flower? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like some cornbread, boss. Oh, two races. Sorry, that was not oh, meant to be too racist. Too soon. Oh, wow. I, I was referring to a line. We just released the slaves. Oh, oh, was that too soon? Yeah, I think that was too that was soon. Really too soon. No, cornbread was. <laughs> Watermelon. What? Wow. Hey guys. guys, it's cool. I have a black friend. <laughs> <laughs> he does. <laughs> he I'm looks like Bobby talking. Lashley too. <laughs> he does. He does. He's put on some weight. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Walter looks yeah, like Bobby he Lashley. Does. He does. He does. The great dub. It's a come on, Bobby. <laughs> we got to get the great dub in studio because he's much like Jose uh, Walter O'Neill. By the way, he's a he's a comedian friend of ours who's into the MMA scene. Um, much like Jose, he only goes for the black fighters. Jose only goes for the Mexican <laughs> fighters. Oh, Walter only goes for the black fighters. So who does Walter go for again? He goes uh, against Anderson. Sil- he goes for Anderson Silva until I told him he was Brazilian, <laughs> <laughs> and then he got pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you lying! You lie! He not Brazilian. <laughs> Come on, play. <laughs> down, running down the rumor mill, this is something huge that I am looking forward to. Yeah, not yet announced because obviously uh, Tough 10 has not been concluded, but we've got a huge fight in the making, and I'm hoping, because they're kind of teasing that Kimball Slice is coming back, but I'm hoping he doesn't for this fight. Uh, a friend of ours, Houston Alexander, Kimball Slice, running down the rumor mill that they are going to meet at the Tough 10 finale. That would be a fight. That'd be a good fight. Yeah. yeah. And that was a good rumor, too. Mike is friends with Houston Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even aware of that. Huge rumor. Huge rumor. <laughs> I'm excited to see this fight. Both guys are just slobber knockers, beat em uppers, slam bam, thank you, ma'am kind of guys. I'm excited for this show. Kimbo's a freaking awesome fighter from his backyard brawling days. And Houston Alexander is just a knee kicker, you know? So, a, what? a like, knee kicker? A knee kicker. <laughs> he lives, it's like he knees him and then he kicks him. It's a knee kicker. Oh. A knee slapper, I meant to say. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Both guys suck on the ground, so it's going to be a, a stand up game. I'm oh, yeah. excited. This is oh. going to be great. You Both- know what, though? The way that, uh, no offense to Houston Alexander, but the way his fights have gone lately. This fight will end up on the ground, and it will suck. <laughs> <laughs> it will be a terrible fight. I would love to see these guys fight, though. If it does stay on the feet, you're looking at one of the greatest uh, knockouts. Someone getting knocked out. Oh, Someone's getting and hurt. it's going to be in a vicious style. I don't see it any way. That, although Houston has been training with Jeremy Horn to improve his ground game, which Horn is probably one of the best on the ground. So. Absolutely. Did, wasn't he training with Jeremy Horn before uh, Eric? Fight? Yeah, before the Shaker fight? No, it fight. was after. It was after. He realized, hey, I got to... Uh, I gotta get some ground game. <laughs> yeah, this was this was recently. Can I also borrow a kidney? Is that cool? Can I borrow a kidney? No, nothing. Because he's missing a kidney. No, what? What? All right, that was in a rumor mill. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, so the, the thing the thing is, we've got we've got all these rumors circulating that this fight's he's missing a kidney now. Houston, remember? He, he it's like he gave a kidney out to one of his kids. He's missing the kidney. Oh, way too soon. But yeah, no, I on a rack. Oh, god! <laughs> you know they don't have kidneys. 
Wow, dude. That's that's how we're not going to get into real radio. Because Mike keeps on saying things that are not appropriate. Well, we've got to get it all out while we can. You're but. picking on people without kidneys, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, he, by the way, if you are offended with any of the remarks that Mike is saying, please find him on Facebook under Mike Jenkins. Mike Jenkins, M-I-K-E, last name J-E-N-K-I. But I only answer emails directed to Jose Bosco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so the, the, the thing, I mean, this rumor's been circulating around on message boards that this fight's going to happen. UFC always listens to the fans, which is what I love about it. Anyway... Houston Alexander, he, re- he finally received a license from NSAC, Nevada State Athletic Commission. He can't reveal who he's fighting, but he said he's fighting December 5th, which is when the Tough 10 finale is. So, doesn't this kind of... Okay, so they're, they're hyping this up. They're hyping up Kimbo may come back on Tough, right? Like the, the, the end of the last episode saying, uh-oh, someone's hurt. Yeah. Let's look at Kimbo. They've you know, done this a, once before. This is how they're going to get their, their ratings next week. But um, Exactly. Doesn't it kind of suck that they're 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 revealing this? I know it's not official, but it kind of makes you think. Okay, so we know Kimbo's not going to be in the tough finale. Yeah. Well, as one of the fighters for the for the contract, obviously. Um, well, we 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 don't know because nobody will reveal it. I mean, Houston, for all we know, could be fighting you know someone else on the card. Oh, true. Just, Is he fighting know? a heavyweight now? No. Uh, reports are that they're going to meet at a catch weight two hundred and fifteen pounds. <laughs> I hope these guys are right because if they're not, they have a lot of time on their hands to make up a lot of stuff. <laughs> Meeting at a catchweight, you know, yeah. this can be a great fight. Yeah, these reports. Uh, I mean, these reports always. Uh, a lot of time they come to fruition. So I, I hope I'm hoping this one comes down. Wow, look at Mike using big words like fruition. Jose Ooh. just doesn't know what it means. So he's isn't it pissed. fruition? It might be. <laughs> <laughs> it might either be. way, either way. <laughs> Let's hope it happens. A- another fight that uh, that came down a lot of, uh, because a lot of uh, on the message boards on the internet, like we said, UFC listens to their fans. Anthony Rumble Johnson versus Josh Koscheck is now official for UFC 106, and this I see being exciting as hell. It's on the Ortiz Griffin two card. Wow. Ooh. I never got to talk about that, but I'm excited for Ortiz Griffin, too. So really like that. That first fight was sick. It was very good. I, but you're looking for it, so I'm not becoming too much excited-ish <laughs> for this fight-ish with Forrest Griffin-ish and Tito Ortiz-ish. What's up? Well, for once. <laughs> for, for, here's, my, here's the thing. I just, I just don't like uh, – Forrest lost his last fight. He okay. lost it. Bad. The fight before that, he lost another one. You know, he lost to Rashad, right? Right. Well, yeah. yeah. It's like he's on a slide. He's on a slide. Is there a way for him to get out of this slide? To get off of this slide? Well, I think he needs to stop fighting really good fighters. But yeah. you look at Tito Ortiz, <laughs> and Tito Ortiz has not. He's not been impressive at all either. I mean, he he edged out. Um, Forrest Griffin. Mm-hmm. He got slapped around by Machida, you know, which is no shame to Ortiz. I mean, Machida's a great fighter, but... Well, I, I disagree with you on that. I think uh, Tito was seconds away from winning that fight. No, I think that everybody was... who fought Machida was seconds away from winning their fight with them. Jose, you never even Not saw Rashad. the fight. <laughs> 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 no. No, Tito almost had him in that arm bar. Tito was the only guy that went three rounds with him before, obviously, Shogun. 
Yeah, supposedly. Uh, Tito, I think so, Tito so, was a lot closer on that scorecard, although Hua did beat Machida. So you're thinking, your thoughts on Ortiz, you think he's, he's, he's a good fighter still? You think he's still got it? I think uh, Tito said this is the best he's felt. He, uh, he was, he's he been away for an hour. Yeah, he does say that every fight. He did have his back surgery for this one. He's been away for a year and a half. I think he's going to have some ring rust. I think this is, uh, I think this is Forrest's chance to bounce back. I agree. Although this, this is be a chance. This is Tito. I think this is Tito's. This is Tito's opportunity to come back and make and make some huge splashes in the light heavyweight division. I see Tito winning this one. So do we say that? Let's do a little foreshadowing here, if if, if you will. Um, sure. <laughs> the loser of this fight career over maybe. No. Maybe not over, but maybe no, no. absolutely no? not. You don't no. think so? Absolutely not. Forrest, Forrest, Forrest that would be three straight, three straight. Dana White said, uh, "Look at Liddell, three straight." Liddell, I mean, right? Uh, Dana White has said that Forrest Griffin is the reason UFC is where it is today because of that tough one finale. Um, okay, so Dana White said he'll always have a home, though. I don't see Forrest Griffin going anywhere, no matter how many. Okay, he maybe I should rephrase it. Maybe not career over, but. With I the mean, stars. title shot. A title shot done. I mean, he's not going to get another title shot. You think he can work back up to it if he loses this fight? I think either one can. Either one is big enough draw. I think whoever loses will be a reality TV show star. Someone's going to be in Dancing with the Stars. Somebody else is going to be um, Chuck Liddell already did. <laughs> I know another person is going to be in Dancing with the Stars. Oh no! Another person could be in. Jose, oh, you just want another excuse yeah, to Jose's watch that excited. damn show. Yeah, he is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> guys, seriously. Okay, seriously. I think Tito Ortiz can definitely take the gold for Dancing with the Stars. I'm just throwing that out there. I think he's great. He has look at look at Tito. He was on that show, The Apprentice, with uh, Donald Trump. I mean, right. they're, they're just going to be putting these fighters who are just losing constantly over and over as big of a draw as like Tito or Forrest in these type of reality shows. So whoever loses is going to be on a special edition of The Apprentice or <laughs> Dance with the Stars. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, hope, I hope not for <laughs> MMA's sake. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I'd like to see them both fight. They're both exciting fighters and you you do get excited to watch both of them fight no matter who they're fighting. You know they're going to they're going to they're going to bring it as best they can. Yeah, they bring it. And Tito can sell a fight better than anyone in the history of fighting. Absolutely. Tito can make you I mean he could be fighting Jose here, and you would have to see that fight because it's going to be the most entertaining fight you're, you're ever going to see right. in your life. He makes his opponents look better than they are. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pre-game. Like, pre-game, he, he makes it... He, you, you fear his opponents. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're freaking out. You think he is fighting Muhammad Ali every fight. Right. <laughs> That's exactly true. <laughs> and then he starts shaking. Coming down the rumor <laughs> mill, Antonio Rodrigo Nagira versus Cain Velasquez. They're working on this for UFC 108 in replacement... Brock Lesnar and Shane Carwin likely not going to happen now, guys. Oh, no. Replacing whom, Mike? Well, there's two title fights that were uh, scheduled for the UFC 108 January 2nd in Las Vegas. Brock Lesnar, Shane Carwin, they pushed it back to UFC 108. It was supposed to be this month. Uh, They usually have the end of the year, you know, pay-per-view where they have a couple title fights. You know, great fights usually at the end of the year. Now, however, Brock Lesnar now has mono and will not be available for UFC 108. In case you guys don't know what mono is, it's a kissing disease. Oh. Yeah, so question is, who was the victim? Jose is our STD insider. 
Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. Really? Yeah. You had to go that far? Really? <laughs> Shane Carlin wow. was quoted as saying, Brock has mono, and what the UFC has told me is that I have earned the title shot, but I have to wait for the title holder. I hope well, Brock gets well soon. Okay, so Lesnar pulls out <laughs> again. Again, for the second straight event that they have tried to book this fight. Too much Coors Light? <laughs> too much hunting that's what he does for a living well i mean not for a living as a hobby he just goes hunt deer and stuff he <laughs> probably like, doesn't uh, no i think he fights bears well remember you wanted to fight a bear you should call us yeah i should call us but i think he made out with the bear and that's how oh, he got mono okay it's just my just my little theory of how he got mono because the first the first time he just had the flu. The second time, I mean, he just had the mono. I think he's just making shit up as he goes along. <laughs> I mean, it's like it just doesn't make any sense. Oh, I'm sick. <laughs> oh, I got mono. Oh, I got a paper cut. I can't fight. I, Brock Lesnar's pissing me off. Shane Carwin is supposed to be. He's supposed to be comparable to Brock Lesnar's size. Uh, that's who Randy Couture. When Randy and Couture theory. fought. When Randy Couture <laughs> fought Brock Lesnar. He brought in Shane Carwin to come train with him so he can match the size and strength of Brock Lesnar. So Brock Lesnar may be just scared of him. Well, I think he is. Cause he's probably he, – he, maybe he's thinking, I need a little more training. Let me, let's <laughs> Here's my thing with Shane I've Carwin. I've got the black lung. Okay, <laughs> Carwin. He's won – you know, he, he hasn't lost in the UFC, right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. No, he's he has never not, lost, period. He's never lost, period. Okay, sure, he's great. Um, he almost got knocked out by Gonzaga, so I think his chin is a little... Well, he pretty much was knocked out when he threw that threw that punch, knocked Gonzaga out, yeah. won the fight. Um, but look at Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez has been dominating. He's been tearing people up left and right. I want to see Shane Carwin... And Cain Velasquez on this fight. I don't want to see Velasquez fight Nogueira. Well, that was originally slated. They, those two were supposed to fight, and then they went ahead and gave Carwin the title shot. So that was originally supposed to be slated for the last pay-per-view, which I was stoked for. But then yeah. I heard Lesnar. I was like, oh, jeez, yeah, I'd love to see that. But Nogueira, Cain Velasquez, you got to think, that's got title implications on that, f- on that fight also. Yeah, but how long? How long are we going to wait until, and t- to see this? We've got to wait for Lesnar. Are we going to do another interim title shot? Is that Wait, what we're going to do? Another interim belt? Yes, we are. Why we not? We are definitely going to do that. Yeah. Because it's pissing well, me off. They did it to Mir. They did it to Mir. Why not do it to yeah. Lesnar? This is the second time he's pulled out. Dana needs to go take the... I think he's, Dana's scared to take the belt from Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> I'd be a little bit frightened as well. But Lesnar's a hunter. He'll probably shoot Dana. Or tackle him. I don't know. But I'm just saying. I think Cain <laughs> Velasquez and Shane Carwin would be a great fight. I like Velasquez. I, I see him as the next heavyweight champ. I don't... Velasquez Nagira, I think, goes up against Carwin, but that, but then again, that's going to be another year before we yeah, see a heavyweight exactly. title fight. So I, I, I agree with you hundred percent. Give Carwin another opponent, another top contender. Let those two. Let's do another tournament like we did. That tournament was fun. When Brock Lesnar, Mir, Couture, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, that thing, that it. was fun. It was fun. That was a lot of fun to look forward to. I mean, do that again. I think the only thing holding Velasquez back is his size. He's a small heavyweight. Yeah, but you saw him throw around Czech Congo. Now, Czech's not as big as Brock. He's Czech, tall. Czech, though, rocked him quite a bit. He did. But did you see, right when he got rocked, he had the, he had the mindset to take him down immediately. He didn't stand he did. there and try to, try to recover, which he's not going to be able to do that to Brock Lesnar. But I don't see Brock Lesnar... Um, standing and banging with Velasquez. I mean, it just, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I agree with you. 
So I'm I'm all for for Kane, but I just still can't understand why he has a brown pride tattoo on his chest. Because uh, he's we're whiter Mexican. than me. <laughs> yeah, Stop I'm not gonna be yeah, but you know what? This I'm is ridiculous. Me. Okay, okay. Let me tell you something about Kane Velasquez. He's my boy. Hey, King, que pasa, amigo? Mucha love. Orale vato loco forever. But you know, you just can't be hating on my boy like that just because he has brown pride. I, I think it's not me. It's Dana that doesn't want to put him in there. Well, Obviously. You know, well, it kind of makes sense, Dino White. Kane is pretty Kane racist. Has, no, he's not. Uh, well, oh, just because you well, white people just he, hate Mexicans. No, he is that guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he is that guy. <laughs> well, guess what, guys? No retirement for little evil himself, Jens Pulver. Great guy. Great guy. Of course, Jose's lots, boy. Uh, no, you actually took a picture with him at the Horns Elite. You so. got scared. You wouldn't take a picture with him. Uh, yeah. Were you too embarrassed? I'm too embarrassed. Well, I was going to ask him if I could pick him up for the picture. <laughs> he wanted to coddle him. Oh, and for those of you who don't know, I do have to bring this up. We went and we're, we're fortunate enough to meet uh, Rich Franklin. Great, um, great kid. Last week, he's an awesome guy. Real friendly, real, Class real guy. people. Person. Oh yeah, um, we all have man crushes now. <laughs> we do. I have him on my poster from Team Pop MMA magazine. Coming soon. <laughs> by by Scotty Lee. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but we were able to meet Rich Franklin, and um, I just want to let people know that Jose was wearing a Mario costume. <laughs> <laughs> when he, thought, we met and he thought Rich would be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to see Mario versus Franklin. It was one of my uh, ideas that I had. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be like, uh, what's up, Franklin? Oh, what's up going on? It's me, a Mario. <laughs> So you didn't want to get, you didn't want to, you know, kind of crumble under meeting a celebrity. So you went yourself as a celebrity in Mario. <laughs> he, was, was he was blown away. He, he was, was blown, blown away. away. He was. He was blown <laughs> he said, away. He said, apparently, he said, "I Reports used to play you when I was a kid." I said, "I know, bud. I know." <laughs> Reports say he was blown away, and more with that. Let's go to the news desk with Mark. This is Mark with the news. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, but he was blown. Away. He was so blown away with you. I I made the mistake of letting Jose go before me. <laughs> um, well, you don't have a choice when you're. I've been with Jose when we meet these guys, and you don't have any say. Jose is blocking you. You can't. He block like he moves when you try to go shake their hand. He moves in front of your hand. The guy's a dick when you try to meet these guys. He's that guy. He is that guy <laughs> when you're in line at. Uh, Disneyland. Yeah, you're lucky if you get a picture. No, he'll get a solo picture. You go for a solo picture, and he jumps in it. <laughs> <laughs> Jose is very excited when it comes to meeting these guys. He he, he really loves it. And um, so I'm, I'm waiting in line behind Jose. He goes up. Jose goes up, and he's doing his thing. And he's like, "Take a picture," you know. And they're giving pictures, and you know, cameras are flashing, and and. For one, Jose jumps at Rich Franklin when they're done doing their stare down. He kind of jumps at him and roars. You roared at him. Uh, you, you roared? I was like, <laughs> no, you like roared. No, no, he did the he did yeah. the roar or whatever. <laughs> Do that again. No, no, I did my Chinese Chung Lee style. <laughs> so, so he did that. Whatever he does this, and um, I'm like, okay, Jose. So Jose, we take pictures and. And Rich Franklin, you know, I'm going up to meet Rich Franklin, and, and I, I've got my, you know, my, my camera, and uh, I'm going to meet Rich Franklin, and, and Jose's, Jose's down, down the line, and, and Demarcus yeah. Johnson was also there, <laughs> you know, Demarcus Johnson, uh, yeah. so Jose's like, 
Mark, get a picture of me and Demarcus Johnson. And I'm like, Jose, here, take my camera. You know, do your thing. I'm, I'm trying to meet Rich Franklin. Rich looks over at Jose and's like, hurry, let's get this done while he's over there. <laughs> well, but he loved you, Jose. He loved you just like we all do. I was fortunate enough to um, go up there solo and meet him. <laughs> <laughs> and he was cool. I mean, great dude. I mean, we talked for five five minutes or so. I mean, we just... Like we, like I was his old buddy. Like I was nervous as hell. I just wanted to take a picture, you know, get his autograph. And dude was just cool. Met me, and then uh, afterwards, Mark called and said, "Next time, it's my responsibility to stand in line with you." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "I did it last time, a hole. You've got to do it this so time." So now, now I know why you were trying to tell me, "Hey, come, come." Back. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to get me to cut the line, and I'm like, yeah. "No, I'll hang out with Jose." Yeah, and I'm a Mark. Trust and then me. I see Jose in Mario costume, and I'm like, <laughs> "I was laughing for probably five minutes. I couldn't figure it out. I could not figure yeah, it out." Yeah, I tried to save you. I tried to save you. I felt like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he did feel like that guy. <laughs> I was that guy that day. He was that guy. But you know what? I bet Rich Franklin never met Mario. No, he oh. hasn't. And he, he will always remember that day. And he will say, I remember that guy. You, you know what he's going to say, though? What? I met I met a Mario imposter. He didn't have his mustache. Um, oh, that's right. Well, what happened was I was smoking. So he outside. probably just thought you were retarded. <laughs> After the rare, <laughs> and this is what Rich Franklin said: "Not going to happen. Maybe if you're Super Mario, but you're just Mario." <laughs> yeah, he did say that. He did say that, Jose. You, you he was that guy. He was that guy. <laughs> we're uh, we're running out of time here, but let's. We got to talk to about the big event coming up this weekend. A big. Uh, a milestone in MMA. It's always a big milestone when it's on the when it's on the card. When it's, <laughs> when on, it's on the uh, card. When it's on network television, yeah. rather. When it's on the network television. Known as the card. <laughs> yeah, known <laughs> as the card. The big card coming up. Um, I mean, this is huge. The biggest card on network television in uh, in MMA history. Uh, Jose, what fights we got coming up? All right, awesome. Well, we do have a great fight. Let's start off first with Antonio Silva versus Fabricio Werdum. <laughs> 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 we're doomed, Fabricio. We're doomed. We're Antonio doomed. Silva looks like a. You, he should be the baby gorilla, not you. <laughs> no well, way. He should be the overgrown gorilla. That guy looks like Sasquatch. Does he not look like he's wearing a mask? He, he is does. the ugly, one of the ugliest oh guys I've ever seen in my life. I'm actually you know? going for Fabricio on this one. Fabrice? Fabrice, whatever you want to call him, because he, he defeated the people, uh, the likes of uh, Vera. Uh, Alex Emelianenko, Gonzaga, and a few others, and of course he's a BJJ expert. Antonio, just Antonia, whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love this portion of the show. Just looks this is my ugly. favorite part of the show. So, my favorite. So I'm going to go with Fabricio Werdum. Yeah, Werdum looks good. I mean, his only losses come to guys like uh, Nog, Arlovsky, and, and Dos Santos. Who Dos Santos could become a very good fighter as well. But, yeah. Um, I'm with I'm with you. I'm with Verdum. I think uh, I think Verdum was was dropped from the UFC too quick. They dropped him after uh, after Dos Santos, mm-hmm. and I think it was too soon. I don't think they realized what Dos Santos was going to do in the future right. in the UFC. Um, but I think Fabricio Verdum, uh, I see him come back in the UFC. But Antonio Bigfoot, as they call him, because he looks like a freaking monkey. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, you know, he's coming off this whole steroid thing too. Oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, he was suspended you know, for at steroids. At one point, this man was 300 pounds. Yeah. And now what is this fight at? It's a, it's a heavyweight. Okay. So 265 is the weight limit. Um, 
in certain countries. But his last fight, he was tore up, though. He looked very ripped. Could have been the steroids, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he's coming off the steroid suspension. I just see him getting gassed. I see him. I see Weird Doom knocking him out quick. So it's a big target. So all of us go for Fabricio Weird Doom for that one particular fight. Then we got the next fight. Uh, believe it or not, this is a non-title match, even though there's a champion. Gigard <laughs> Masusis versus, <laughs> versus Ramuz Tiriri Sokaju. Uh, time out real quick, Jose. Take your earphones off real quick. There's a reason we have Jose introduce the fights, because he can't produce anybody's name. <laughs> so that's a little insight behind that. All right, Jose, go ahead. Introduce this next fight. All right, Jajard uh, Masusis versus Ramumu Theory Sakaju. Uh, it's a non-title match. He got the last name right. <laughs> well, I think he's heard of him once or twice. I think I heard it like about 14 times. <laughs> <laughs> it's a non-title match. Um, I'm kind of pissed off about this. I, of course, no. I'm going to go for Sokaju, but if, why make it a non-title match? Well, I, this fight drives me absolutely up a wall. It Jigard Musasi, he's the champion. Okay, two of five champion. Musasi. So could you <laughs> He's practicing for when he has to say it again. Jose, that's a microphone. So <laughs> we can hear you. <laughs> These earphones make us hear you. So could you this is a non title fight, okay? So let's say So could you goes ahead goes ahead and beats Musasi. He doesn't yeah, win the title, but he just beat your champion. Yeah. What, what is the yeah. point of that? I'm with it. Okay, Musa. Does, so what, this, does this set him up for a title shot? Exactly. <laughs> so, hey, you just beat the champ. You get a title shot again against the champ. Yeah, it's it's stupid. But I see Musasi taking this anyway, so I don't see it being a problem. But it, this fight still is just stupid. Yeah, I don't like Sokaju at all. I mean, he hasn't impressed. When he first came into the UFC, like all the Pride guys and all the other fighters that came in, you know, he was supposed to be amazing and... Yeah, he has a lot of anything. hype. He had a, a lot, lot, of lot of hype. He has a lot of hype. He was so. coming off the 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 knockout of Nog, mm-hmm. and just nothing since then. Nothing. Yeah. So we're all going, paycheck. So we're all down for Sokaju then, right? No, I got Musashi. I got Musashi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, I'll stick with Sokaju. So. You know, whatever. Musasi is a pretty nice guy. Anyways. That's the only reason you're sticking with him because it's the only one you can pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the major reason. Okay, well, the next names are pretty simple. They're American, and of course, it's going for the middleweight title. So I'm excited about this. Yeah, bully beatdown host Jason Mayhem Miller versus Jake Shields. How awesome is this? <laughs> you almost screwed it up too. <laughs> <laughs> I like this fight. Um. I, I, we don't see a lot of Jason Miller anymore. Um, no. You know, since he left the UFC. Since uh, he embarrassed by your boyfriend, GSP. Oh, breaking news. GSP has just what? signed a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> he is the first MMA fighter to sign a multi-year endorsement with Under Armour. Oh, this is huge. What? Oh, This yeah. is huge. Wow. This is huge. That's he a is company. going to be the face of Under Armour's underwear. These are called boxer jocks and boxer brief lines, and there's also a recharge suit that'll be available beginning in early uh, 2010. Now, some of the perks of of hosting these MMA shows is sometimes we'll get some swag. Mark, it was been reported that you actually got a pair of these panties, a few pair. 
I have a pair of GSP panties, and I've worn them maybe twice. <laughs> <laughs> and they're actually signed by the man. They are signed by him. He has his favorite quotes on there. Well, one of them, what, make her tap out? <laughs> I don't know. Great quote. <laughs> Great quote. Great line. Um, yeah. Well, this, is a, this is a real deal. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> maybe me and GSP can both get endorsements. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this is the real deal. Um, in case you guys don't know, I, I do love GSP. Um, he does. Oh, man crush. And he is <laughs> he is signing with, with Under Armour. So oh, it's, it's exciting for him. It's good for the sport. I mean, let's look at some of the other names that are in Under Armour. Just real quick. Ray Lewis, Devin Hester, Santana Moss, Brandon Jacobs. I mean... Santana and Ray Lewis, both great musicians. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Under Armour is the only sponsor of the Utah Utes. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it's I read it on Wikipedia. It's a true story. Well, actually I didn't read it on Wikipedia. I'm disagreeing too. All right. <laughs> anyway, Jason Mayhem Miller versus night. Jake Shields middleweight title. Wow, nothing with that joke. Uh, <laughs> I see uh I see I see Mayhem winning this thing. Like uh like Mark said, he's been he hasn't been around a lot. What was your pick, by the way? For this fight? No, for the Under Armour and GSP. Well, I'm still thinking about GSP and Under Armour boxers. So it's going to be uh, boxer or briefs. Which one are you going to get? <laughs> it's the boxer jock. Oh. Uh, I'm going actually with um, Jake Shields. I'm going with Jake Shields. You know what? Jake Shields is on a 12 fight win streak. Yeah. He, you know he's he's got a good chin. He's a strong striker. I mean, he's he's beating guys like Okami, Lawler, Condit, and those guys all come to fight. Oh yeah. Maybe not Okami, but. <laughs> Robbie not Lawler. lately. Not lately. Not I mean, lately. He, he he choked out Robbie Lawler. Got a decision against Carlos Condit. Um, I didn't I know he beat Condit. That's that's yeah. He beat him in a decision. It was back in about 2006. So it was a while ago. Okay. But but he did do it. And I think Miller's got to get in the mind frame that Jake Shields is his bully. Oh <laughs> well, and this is the real deal. It's not staged like no, bully beat down. <laughs> so that's exactly right. That show is terrible. Um, call me old fashioned, but I am a mayhem monkey since I am part primate. So I'm and definitely gorilla. Go. Yeah, I'm a baby gorilla. You yeah. know, mayhem monkey, baby gorilla, same class. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, well, they're both you know primates. monkeys, primates. There yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jason Mayhem Miller. I like him. Why? Because he has an awesome entrance, and I always go for the guy with the awesome entrance. That's and true. That's Mayhem himself. I see Mayhem taking this one as well, uh, Jose, as much as I hate to agree with you. Uh, Jake Shields, he has not impressed me at all, actually, his last fights. He was actually on Bully Beatdown, and the bully about beat him. Oh, was he? About five times. Are you like it was into watching that show I, right now? Son of a bitch, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I really watched it. It was on the first season when when you keep watching it, you're like, maybe it'll get maybe real it'll get eventually. Better. Right. Like, you just keep watching. Like, it's like this season of Tough. You just <laughs> keep watching. Okay, yeah. maybe this week it'll come into... It's, no. It's just like that. No. Yeah. It's terrible. Jake Shields about got beat by the bully. I see, uh, I see uh, Mayhem taking this fight. Wow. I don't think that's going to happen. Mayhem's only chance is to take him down. Mayhem's a submission guy, and he's not going to stand his strike with Shields. It's not going to happen. Well, Shields' striking hasn't looked that impressive to me. Oh, but it's looked better than Miller's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it, bud. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get back to you on this one because me and Mike are going to be heavily uh, talking about this. Whatever. Fedor Emelianenko <laughs> versus Brett Rogers, guys. This is the main event. I myself am going for Brett Rogers. Everybody keeps on telling me, Jose, you're on drugs. Get off of it. What about your kids? And I tell them, who cares about them because I don't have any kids. Oh. But sometimes 
I kind of wish I did because I definitely need to get some more money off of my tax returns. But anyways, <laughs> Brett Rogers is gonna is gonna be Fedor. I mean, it's like look at their fights with Arvlovsky. Fedor beat him in three minutes and fourteen seconds in the first round, mm-hmm. and Brett Rogers beat Arvlovsky in believe it or not, round one, twenty two seconds. And if you watch the Arlovsky Fedor fight, Arlovsky just dominated Fedor until that lucky haymaker. He did. He embarrassed Fedor for that three minutes. He did. But <laughs> I'm going with I'm going with Fedor. I don't Brett Rogers. He is a little wild. Yeah. You know, hard to train is, for. Which is what, but which is what Fedor? Um, how Fedor stopped Arlovsky? Arlovsky got a little wild, went with a flying Superman knee, mm-hmm. and got knocked out. So. Yeah. I think Fedor is the more disciplined fighter. I think he's he's way calm. He's cool. He's collected. He is the winner of this fight. He is Fedor. He is Fedor. <laughs> <laughs> so you both have Fedor then. Well, I, you know, that's that's the thing. That's the age-old debate. And by, when I say age-old, I mean since the start of the program. <laughs> we, we talked about how is the cage going to affect Fedor? Oh. oh, that is right. That you do you know, how is point. that going to affect him? He's never fought in the cage. We've talked to, uh, when we interviewed Stephen Razor Sharp uh, on the show, he said that it does make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. He said he prefers the cage, but he's used to the cage. When he fights in a ring, he has a, t- a tough time adjusting. So you've got to think that Fedor's going to have a tough time adjusting to the cage. Obviously, you think he's going to be training in the cage, but he's never fought in a cage. Yeah, look at Mirko Krokop. He never fought in a cage, and as soon as he came to the UFC... He was just like uh, like a horse inside a stable. Hey, guys, where am I? I used to be a, a, a wild horse, and now I'm caged? What do I do? And that's what's going to happen to Fedor. <laughs> right. Over oh, there in Russia, <laughs> they let bears free, but he's going to be confined in a cage. How do I get out of here, guys? Welcome Naturally. to the real world. Yeah, Salt I mean, Lake how City. can you not put two and two together there? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I mean, you got you got to see it's going to affect him somehow. Um, but I see Fedor taking it as well. I think he's going to be rattled, rattled, rattled early. Brett Rogers maybe taking him, and then I, I see Fedor maybe maybe submitting him. I see him taking him down. Brett Rogers gets gassed quick, and then and then he gets taken down, and uh, Fedor submits him. Yeah, I don't know about that because uh, Arlovsky, or wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> Fedor. Um, with heavyweights, I don't think the cage makes that big of a difference because I think. You know, if you're if you're ground fighting, if you're doing that type of thing, I mean, obviously the angles are a little bit different, but I think w- it comes into play when you're on the ground. I mean, you can put them up against the cages, do that type of thing. So, well, if you if you if you watch the Fedor Arlovsky fight, which we watch, we uh, watch it all the time. Apparently, Fedor, <laughs> we watch it every day, <laughs> which we watch. We uh, you see Fedor jump actually off the ropes to win that fight. <laughs> Fedor uses the uses the ring to his advantage. He uses the old Macho Man. Yeah, he uses the Dan Henderson elbow drop. Oh, Bisbing! Can't, can't. I don't know. I, I, this is an interesting fight. I have a hard I have a hard time calling this. I see Fedor taking it, but I I can definitely see Rogers knocking him out. All right. Although he's never had a suspect chin, I don't know. This fight's gonna be it's type. So, it's gonna be a good fight. I think. So who did you choose, Fedor or Brett? I said Fedor, but I see Brett maybe knocking him out if he gets lucky. All right, sweet. I, it's it's, it's, so, it's so next week. It's so next week. I could say I called it. You are the Brett Favre <laughs> of MMA <laughs> radio. No, I'm David Beckham. Oh, okay. I am Brett Favre. I'm, I'm a switch hitter. Yeah, you, you play yeah. both. Sides. I, I can I can flip flop. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for jo- wait, thanks for joining us for Marcos Jose Basio. I'm Mike Jenkins. We'll see you uh, next Monday. This has been a special CBS Strike Force edition. 
All right, we'll see you next week.